Welcome to Directions in Rashi, a podcast that will help you understand individual comments from Rashi throughout the Chumash, and that will also introduce you to some of the general principles which I feel uh, directed Rashi in his creation of his commentary, and that will help us to understand his commentary better all around. Welcome. In Parshas Nosai, we read about the Chanukas Hamizbeach. We read about how the Nesim, the leaders of each Shevet, brought a, each one brought a, a group, a whole set of korbanos to inaugurate the use of the Mizbeach and the Mishkan as a whole. Among the, the gifts was the following. In Perik uh, Zion, Pasuk Yudalit. Kafachas asarazahov malayokitiris. A kafachas, one spoon, asarazahov, which was weighed 10 measures, 10 shekel of gold, malayokitiris, which was full of katiris, it was full of incense. Rashi says here, malayokitiris, this spoon was full of katiris, lemitsinu katiris the yachid. We do not find Keteris being brought by, a, by an individual person. Keteris was always brought by the Tzibor. It was a communal korban that was brought twice every day, once in the morning, once in the afternoon. We don't find a Keteris the Yachid. We don't find Keteris being brought by an individual. And we also do not find a Keteris ever being brought on the Mizbeach HaChitzayin, as was being done here. Ella Zaybilvad, except this one only. This is the only case in the Torah where we find an individual, A, an individual, and bringing Keturus, and B, that Keturus should be brought upon the outer Mizbeach, where animal korbanas were usually brought. Normally, Keturus was brought on the inner golden Mizbeach. And Rashi says, Vahiroyas Shaw Haisaw. This was a Haroyas Shaw. This was a temporary ruling. First of all, a couple of uh, technical matters. Rashi says that the Keturus that was brought by the Nesim was a Keturus Yachid. It was a Keturus that belonged to an individual rather than to a whole congregation. This goes together with, 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 with what Rashi said to Psukim earlier, where it mentions that Hamakriv Bayam Harishain, the one who brought Korbanos on the first day, on the the first Nasi to bring his korbanos was Nachshin ben Amin Adov, Lemate Yehuda, and he was from the tribe of Yehuda. And there Rashi says that Yichasei Hakasuv al Shiftai, the Pasuk uh, relates him to his tribe. The Pasuk says that he was coming as leader of the tribe of Yehuda, but but not that he collected the money for the korban from his Shevet, and brought, not that. It was his own korban. O eno emer, lamate Yehuda, el ha-shagava mishifte Or, Rashi says, perhaps not. Perhaps it's saying, perhaps the only reason that it says lamate Yehuda is to tell us that he did collect the money from his tribe and brought the korban. So Rashi says, Talmud leimar, the Pasuk says, ze korban nachshain. It says in another Pasuk, ze korban nachshain. This is the korban of nachshain. So Rashi says, Mishaloi Hevi. We see here that he brought 
from his own. So that's how Rashi knew over here that this was a Keturus B'yachet. This was an incense that was brought and owned by one individual person. Rashi also says that what was unusual about this Keturus is that it was brought on the, on the Mizbeach HaChitzayn. It's not 100% obvious to me anyway that, this, that, that, that that is so. It doesn't, to my knowledge, it doesn't say clearly in the Psukim that this Keturus was brought on the outer Mizbeach. It, the best I can say is that Rashi is assuming that since everything else that the Nesim brought were items that would normally be brought on the Mizbeach HaChitzayn, so he is assuming that the Keturus also was brought on the Mizbeach HaChitzayn. I'm going to put that point, I'm going to leave that point with a Sarach Ian. I, I feel that still needs a little clarification how Rashi knew so for sure that um, this Keturus was going to be brought on the Mizbeach HaChitzayn. But anyway, Rashi says this was a very unusual occurrence, something that we never find again in the whole Torah. But here was an individual person bringing Keturus on the outer Mizbeach, and he says it was Hiroyas Shah. It was a temporary ruling. To me, the words Hiroyas Shah sound like it was a temporary ruling of the Nesim. Not that Hashem told them to do this. I think we'll see from other sources that we'll see soon, Amir Sashem, also like that. But just the words Hiroyas Shah to me sound like the Nesim decided to do this. Uh, they were, uh, it would seem to me that they were, the quote unquote, taking a chance. How do you know it's going to work? But they took it upon themselves to bring this very unusual kind of korban. We see further a little more clarification of this whole matter. We see it on a Rashi in Shira Shiram. Shira Shiram, of course, is a is in the form of a love song between a, a man and a woman. The man represents a Kaddish Baruch Hu, The woman represents Klal Yisrael. And we read here the following. These words are stated by the, the male of the, of the couple, meaning these are words that represent HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Basi the Gani, Achosi Chalo. I came to my garden, my sister, my Kala, my, my bride. Arisi Mari Imbisami. I collected my mir, is a certain kind of fragrant spice, Imbisami with my other fragrant spices. I collected all kinds of fragrant spices. I ate my yar together with my honey. Now the word yar normally in most places means a forest. We'll see from Rashi what it means here. I ate my yar together with my dvash, together with my honey. I drank my wine together with my milk, etc. Now what is this basic referring to? First of all, Rashi says, Arisi means likati. I collected. He brings proof from a, from a Mishnah. He brings proof from another Pasuk. We're not going to go into that now. We will accept it on trust that Arisi means likati, I collected. Now, says Rashi, the Nemar al-Shem HaKtoris. This Pasuk is said about, it is referring to, the Kteris, the incense, Shehiktiru Kteris Yachid, this is referring to the occurrence that we learned about in the Chumash, that the Nesim brought Kteris Yachid, they brought an incense that belonged to one individual, and they brought it 
on the Mizbeach Achitzayna. They brought it on the outer Mizbeach. Both points, of course, are not the norm for Katoiris. The Niskavla, and yet it was accepted. This is a thing that does not apply for the generations. This is not the normal way to bring Katoiris. But they did it in this very unusual way, and Hashem accepted it. The Alkein Ne'emar, about that it says here in the Pasuk, in Shira Shirim, Achalti Yari Im Divshi, I ate my Yar with my Dvash. Now here Rashi explains, Yesh Dvash Shehu Gadel Bekanim. There is such a thing as honey that grows on sticks or reeds. It sounds like sugarcane. Sugarcane is a stick, it looks sort of like a bamboo stick, but uh, if you suck it out, there's juice in there that's very sweet. It's like honey. Rashi says, umotzitz in hadvash, so people suck out the honey, eats, and they throw the stick away when they're finished. However, va'ani, and I, meaning HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because of my great love for the Nesim, achalti yari imdivshi, I ate the stick together with the honey. Meaning, achalti akane imadvash, I ate the stick together with the honey, es she'ena roi, I ate that which is really not fit for eating. I ate it together with that which is fit for eating. Meaning, Keteris Nadova. I accepted and I, so, so to speak, I ate the Keteris Nadova. This voluntary Keteris. Normally, Keteris is never brought voluntarily. Keteris is an obligation, and you're not allowed to bring anything other than that obligation. But here, at that particular time, the Nesim brought a Keteris Nadava, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I took it. I accepted from them those things which were fit to be eaten. For example, they brought certain animals as korbanis. You are certainly welcome to bring animal korbanis, even voluntarily. But I even accepted those things which normally would not be acceptable, meaning the Keteris. And Rashi adds here, Also, the Nesim, they brought goats as korban chatas, as a sin offering. that the nesiim brought, the ein chatas craven adava. Normally, a korban chatas cannot be brought voluntarily. A korban chatas is brought under very particular, specific circumstances, where a person has transgressed um, mistakenly, without full knowledge, but he has transgressed a sin which carries with it the punishment of chorus. So, for example, if a person forgot that it was Shabbos, and he therefore went and he he did one of the 39 malachas of Shabbos, so he's obligated to bring a korban chatas. That's his, that's his atonement for what he did. You, but you can't just wake up one morning and say, oh, I don't know, I'd like to uh, get in on, uh, improve my friendship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. I feel I'm not so great as I, as I ought to be. Let me bring a korban chatas. No, there's no such thing. But the, so the Nesim brought two things here, Rashi is saying, which really should not have been acceptable. They brought katoiris, a voluntary katoiris, and they also brought these seire chatoyas. They brought these uh, korban, these sin offerings. And Rashi says, Vani ki baltim accepted them on that day. On that day of Chanukah Samizbeach, it was really 12 days. Each day they brought, the, a different Nasi brought 
the same set of korbanas, but I accepted it at that time. Interesting that Rashi says, Vani chiba achalti. I did this. Why did I break my own rules, so to speak? I did it because of the great affection that I had, apparently, for the Nisim. That is what I would like to discuss exactly what is this great affection that a Kodesh Baruch Hu had for the Nisim and, and what, what were they thinking? Why did they do this? It's much simpler and safer if they would have brought only the type of korbanos that one may bring at any time voluntarily. They, you're certainly welcome to bring animals at any time, more or less. And uh, you're certainly welcome to bring uh, golden spoons and, uh, and silver and silver cups and so on, which they did bring. But why did they, what were they thinking? Why did they go the, the extra mile, so to speak, to bring something which you're not normally allowed to bring? And for this, I think we have to go to Parshas Vayakel, where the Torah describes how the Am Yisrael donated materials in order to uh, in order to uh, construct the Mishkan. Now it says here, it says there at the beginning of Parshas Vayakel that the people brought gold and silver and copper and wood and all different kinds of things. And it goes through a long list of everything they brought. And then it says, here in Pasuk Chav Zion, Va'anasiyam heviyu, the Nasiyam brought Ace Avnei HaShoyham, they brought the Avnei HaShoyham, are these two precious stones that were placed on the shoulder straps of the Kayan Gadol, the Ace Avnei HaMiluim, and they brought the Avnei HaMiluim, which are 12 different precious stones, which were placed in the Choshen, on the breastplate of the Kayan Gadol, La'ifoid v'la'choshen. They brought these different stones for the Eifoid and the Choshen. Now here Rashi uh, asks a very well-known question. Rabbi Nosen said, What did the Nesim see? What were they thinking? That they donated to the Chanukah Samishkan first. When it came to the Chanukah Samishkan, when it came to the Chanukah Samizbeach that we have been talking about in Parshas Nosai, so the Nesim went first and they brought the Korbanis that we have been speaking about. But when it comes to the building of the Mishkan, when it comes to providing the materials with which to build the Mishkan, they did not donate at first. So why the change? So Rabbi Nassim says, This is what the Nesim said. Let the congregation, let the whole Sibur donate what they donate. What they lack, that which they fail to bring, they're probably not going to bring everything. Not everybody is so wealthy. So what they are going to lack, we will fulfill it. We'll, whatever's left over that wasn't brought, that needs to be brought, we the Nesim, we're important wealthy people, we will bring it. But but since the Tzibor actually fulfilled everything, the Tzibor brought everything that was necessary, even more than what was necessary. Shinemar, as it says in a Pasuk, 
the malacha, the as Rashi explains there, the the work of bringing uh, bringing materials for the Mishkan was dayam. It was sufficient for those who had been charged with the task of building the Mishkan. So the people brought and brought and brought, and then that was enough. The, the workers said the 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 builders said it's enough already. Tell them to stop. So once that happened, Amru Nesiyim, so the Nesiyim said, what should we do now? We mean we're not going to bring anything? So So they brought the Avnei HaShoyham, and presumably Rashi means they brought also the Avnei HaMiluyim. They brought these precious stones. We'll talk about that in a moment. And that's why when it came to the Chanukah HaMizbeach, when it came to the first time of using the Mizbeach for Korbonais, they came first because they wanted to make up for what they had uh, failed in the first instance. When it was time to, to, uh, to bring materials with which to build the Mishkan, uh, we'll see, as Rashi says in a moment, they were somewhat lazy. They, they thought that uh, they'll wait till the end and then they'll they'll pitch in the last few things. It didn't work. The people brought everything that was necessary, and they, they, they were only able to bring the Avnei the Avne HaShoham and the Avnei HaMeluyim. When it came to the Chanukah HaMezbeach, when it came to the first day of Nisan, when the Mishkan had been erected and completed, and they came to, to be the first people, it was time for the first people to bring Korbanos in the Mishkan, they ran to the front, and they uh, they brought all kinds of korbanos. They wanted to be first because they wanted to to be misak and they wanted to rectify their mistake. Says Rashi, is because at first they had been lazy. Therefore, a letter was left out of their name. But it's written in this pasuk. Now the word nasi normally is nun sin yud. Aleph. And here, Hanasi'im is written without the Aleph. It's perhaps even missing two Alephs. I'm not going to go into that technicality at the moment, but it's certainly missing, not two Alephs, two Yuds. Even if it's missing one Yud, that's a Chisoran, that's a lack. So Rashi is saying, why is the name written in a Ksiv Chaser? Why is it written in a lacking way? To indicate that here, in this particular narrative, the Nasi'im were were lacking. They were deficient. They didn't do as much as they could have. The super commentator, the Maskele David, raises a question on this Rashi here in Parshas Vayakel. I just summarized it over here. This, these are not his words. But he raises the question that if the Sibor, if the whole congregation of Yisrael, if they did such a good job of bringing everything that was necessary to build the Mishkan. So why didn't they also bring the Avnei HaMaluyim and the Avnei HaShoyam? Why was that left over for the Nesiyam? So the Maskele the Dovin answers, he says, no, no. That was Xeris HaKosav. That was a rule that was laid down by a Kodesh Baruch Hu, that who should bring the Avnei HaMaluyim and who should bring the Avnei HaShoyam, that should be the Nesiyam. We could uh, understand that. First of all, they were wealthy men. They were the people most likely to have these items. Besides that, what was inscribed on the Avne HaMaluyim and the, and the Avne HaShoham, inscribed on those stones were the names 
of the Shvatim. So it is makes sense that uh, perhaps that they should be brought by the leaders of each Shevet. In any case, that's Xerah Sakosov. That is a law of the Torah, a law that a Kodesh Baruch Hu decreed, that that's what the Nesim should bring. But they should also have brought, we see from this Rashi, they also should have brought all kinds of other things, just like everybody else did. They should have brought some gold and silver and Asei Shitim, and, and, and uh, they should have brought different uh, uh, fabrics and dyes and all the myriad uh, things that were necessary to build the Mishkan. So it comes out, there are two halachas over here. There were two, two facets that the Nesim were supposed to perform. They should have done what everybody else did. They should have brought all kinds of various donations. Gold, silver, wood, fabrics, dyes, everything. And that would be Nadova. That would be voluntary. You bring as much as you want. You bring what you have. There's, there's no specific reason why you have to bring one thing rather than the other thing. But you, you bring what your heart uh, prompts you to bring. That's one thing that the Nesim should have done. The other thing that they should have done, they did. They did do. They did perform. They had an obligation to bring the Avne HaShoham and the Avne HaMiluim. That was upon them to bring from the start. That they did just fine. They fulfilled their obligation. So again, there were two obligations which were incumbent upon the Nesim. One was Nedava and one was Chayva. One was voluntary contributions and one was obligatory contributions. The obligatory, they fulfilled very nicely. The voluntary, they blew it. They failed. And they tried to make up for it when it came to the Chanukah Samizbeach. When it came to the inauguration of the Mishkan, when it came to using it for the first time, bringing Korbonus at the Mishkan for the first time, they attempted to rectify it. How did they attempt to rectify it? First of all, they brought many voluntary korbanis, but they tried to go even farther. They wanted to bring something that is purely nadava, something that could only be brought, something that normally one would not be even allowed to bring, but they are donating it. They are voluntarily giving it. What is that thing? They decided that they would bring katoiris onto the Mizbeach HaChitzayn. Uh, Rashi and Shira Shirim says also the Se'irei Chatos. I'm, I'm going to kind of put that on the side. I'm going to concentrate on the Keteris that Rashi talks about in Chumash. But they decided that in order to in order to rectify um, no, here, in order to rectify their, their failure, their lack of performance of their voluntary, uh, of the voluntary element of what they were supposed to do. So they came with something that is a super, a super donation, a super voluntary donation. It's something that you couldn't bring as an obligation even if you tried, because as an obligation, it's against the rules. It is pure nadava, and that is the Kutiris. It could be that is the great Chiba. That is the great affection that a Kodesh Baruch Hu had for this particular gift of this Keteris Yachid, 
that was put on the Mizbeach HaChitzayin, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu saw this desire of their heart to do something that is purely 100% voluntary, something that could not even be done in an obligatory fashion. HaKadosh Baruch Hu sensed that. Obviously, HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows what's in a person's heart. HaKadosh Baruch Hu knew that, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu allowed Kaviyachal HaKadosh Baruch Hu allowed himself to be swayed by that and to accept it. One more point. We see in a later Rashi comment, it's really a comment on the same Pasuk, not this Pasuk, pardon me, this Pasuk. It's really on the same words. Of course, it's repeated 12 times. So on a different spot, Rashi comments on it. And of course, um, somehow I have, uh, I've caused it to disappear, but I will just say it, uh, I will just speak it out. Rashi in a different place, when he mentions the, um, when he mentions the, the Kafachas Asara Zahab Malaya Kataris, so he says there is a remez, there is a hint. Kafachas is a remez to the Torah. Because the Torah was given miyado of Shalakodish Baruch. The word kaf can mean a spoon, it can also mean the palm of one's hand. So the word kaf is a reference to the Torah that was given from the hand of a Kodesh Baruch. The number 10, Asara, Rashi says, is a remez. It's a hint to the Asara Sadibrais. And the word Katoris, Rashi says, is a remez to the Taryag mitzvahs, to the 613 mitzvahs. How is that? The word Taurus is very close in Gematria to Taryag. You have the Tav and the Resh are the same, and that would be uh, 600. Tes is 9. You have 609. But what about this Kuf? So Rashi tells us, it's really, it's not Rashi's, uh, it's not Rashi's Chiddush, but Rashi tells us that there is a form of Gematria called At Bash Gar Duk. You can take the first letter of the Aleph base Aleph, and you can switch it with the last letter. Aleph can be a Tav, or Tav can be an Aleph. You have At Bash, the base of the, of the Aleph base, can be exchanged for the second to last letter of the Aleph base, a Shin. Gimel is the third letter of the Aleph base. It can be, a, it can be exchanged for the third to last letter, which is Shin. And Dalit, which is the fourth letter of the Aleph base, can be exchanged for the fourth to last letter of the Aleph base, which is Kuf. So Tuf Reish is 600, not Tes is 9, and Kuf is 4. You have 613. So the Kafachas Asara Zahav Malaya Katoiris hinted at the Torah, at the Asara Sedibrais, and at the 613 mitzvahs. Very nice. For those who like gematrias, wonderful. Personally, I the gematrias tend to leave me dry. Something wrong with my neshama. But it certainly doesn't seem like the type of thing that Rashi usually engages in. And what's the point? But I think we can understand it based on everything that we've said so far. This k'tairis was a k'tairis yachid. 
It was a terrorist brought by a single individual, 12 different individuals, but each one brought it on a separate day. So each day it was the terrorist of an individual person, which is normally unacceptable. Not only is there no such, such procedure in the Torah, it is forbidden. And it was brought on the Mizbeach HaChitzayin, it was brought in the wrong place. Keteris is always brought on the inner Mizbeach, this Keteris was brought on the outer Mizbeach. So it means that the Nesiyim, as I mentioned, I think I said this before, they were taking a big chance. Who, who says this is going to work? Who says HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to accept this? But they wanted to do it, as we explained before, because they wanted to do something that was purely voluntary in order to make up for their failure in the donations, in making voluntary donations for the building of the Mishkan. So this is all voluntary. It's what I call super voluntary. It's the most voluntary of all donations, this Ketairus. It's really volunteering to go against the normal laws of the Torah. It's not just doing more. It's not just like, like putting on two pairs of tefillin. It's not just like uh, you know, wearing your tefillin all day rather than taking them off after davening. This is usher under normal circumstances. This, this is pro- prohibited. And yet they, they wanted to do that extra for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It could be that when a person tries to go extra like this, when a person tries to do more than the laws of the Torah, he tries to do for the sake of HaKadosh Baruch Hu even that which would normally be forbidden. There's one thing that he has to keep in mind. There's one thing that he must strengthen in his mind and heart. And that is, there is a Torah, Kapachas. There is one Torah that was given from the hand of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's Asara Zahav. There are the Ten Commandments. There are the Asara Sadibres. And there is Ketoros, meaning there are the Taryag Mitzvahs. The person needs to remind himself that at this moment that he is trying to leap to the greatest heights, beyond the normal boundaries of the Torah, he has to remember the Torah. He must remember the normal boundaries of the Torah. There's one Torah, there's Aseris Adibrais, which are the roots of all the mitzvahs, and there are 613 mitzvahs altogether. There are 613 details. Even those are the roots of more and more details. That, that the person cannot forget. He must keep that in mind when he is trying to do this super fantastic leaping beyond the normal boundaries of the Torah. Thank you for listening to Directions in Rashi with Yochanan Joseph, author of the book Directions in Rashi, available from Feldheim Publications. Production aspects were carried out by Minagain Music. Visit them online by going to facebook.com slash Minagain Be More.